We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Happy New Year. First show of 2018. We're doing things a little different today because it is New Year's Day and we've had an extremely busy weekend. Andrew has been up in Vermont skiing. I just got back from Boston with my family and have been completely in flux. So we couldn't coordinate a time to record the show over the weekend. So what we're going to do is today you're going to get an episode of uh, the flashbacks. Again, we got two more interviews for you guys. If you missed them last time or if you just want to listen again, we got uh, Justice Sheffield and Chance Adams, two guys we caught up last year, caught up with last year and talked about basically coming up through the system and, and you know, future prospects of what's going to happen with these guys. You know what they are. Obviously, Justice Sheffield and Chance Adams are the two top pitching prospects in the Yankee system right now. They're the guys that everybody's waiting to see come up the wings. They're the reason why everybody's kind of scratching their head about this uh, this Garrett Cole trade because these two guys are coming up and seem like they're ready to go. Um, Justice Sheffield last year was in Double A, had uh, a good season, was was hurt a little bit, had some had some time off, but then went to Arizona for the Arizona Fall League and had a very good showing in the Arizona Fall League. He definitely improved his numbers. He's been floating around a three ERA for double A and then in Arizona as well. Um, and the, the dude's up around nine, nine strikeouts per nine and uh, definitely got his walks down over in the Arizona Fall League. So hopefully that's a good trend we're going to see from him. But he's, you know, one of the guys that came over in that deal for um, Andrew Miller. So the, the irony of uh, flipping 
Clint Frazier, who also is a guy from that trade, uh, to get Garrett Cole when, when in reality we have uh, a couple guys from that trade already in the minor leagues look like they're ready to take the next step. But Justice Sheffield, um, we caught him on the bus in AA. He had a five-hour bus ride, which was, uh, which was funny. Uh, just listening to him seemed like he was dreading that bus ride. So we got him for about half an hour. Hopefully helped him out kill his kill that time, and then we got Chance Adams uh, after a game actually last year. And uh, Chance Adams, obviously the number one pitching prospect in the Yankee system, moved up to AAA last year. had some had a really good showing, uh, a sub three ERA. Does look like he's ready to take that next step. I know he's developing another pitch. Seems like that changeup is starting to come around for him. Um, you know, people people I think forget that he was drafted in 2015 as a reliever pitched in the low levels 2015 with the Yankees as a reliever and then flipped in 2016 as his first full year as a starter. So 16 and 17 were actually his only first two, his first two years as a starter. And the Yankees have been kind of tearing up the innings. Uh, I think he had about 127 in 16. And then last year he was up around 150 and had a really good showing in AAA. So look, it was a lot of fun to talk to these guys. Obviously we, uh, we'd like to hear the backgrounds and, and who they are. Um, as, as people, um, you can tell that Chance Adams has ice going through his veins. He does not care what is, uh, around him or any of his, uh, the external factors and what, what he, what he does in his career. He's just going to go and he's going to pitch, whether it's triple A, the majors, the bullpen, the starting rotation, you know, he don't care. He's just going to go out there and compete. So I like that. Um, uh, and, uh, so yeah, I'm excited to see these guys. I'm hoping they do get an opportunity in the near future with the Yankees. We all know that starting pitching is, uh, one that you need depth and usually you're getting about seven or eight guys up in the majors during a year pitching. It's not just that five man rotation. So, uh, I, I expect to see at least chance Adams and we'll see if Justice Sheffield can get on the fast track and, and have some, some early success in AAA. You never know. Um, an injury or two may push him up into the major leagues as well. So, um, without further ado, let's let's get into these a little bit. Actually, a little bit more on, on what we're going to be doing today is I, Andrew and I are actually going to jump back on tonight. So he's uh, he'll be back in New York this evening. Um, I'm settled in. So what we're going to do is we're going to do our normal Monday show. We're going to actually record it this evening, Monday, between the two college football games. So if you're out hanging out watching football. Uh, I think the game, first game starts at 5, the second game starts at 8.45. So after the first game concludes, we're going to jump on Facebook Live and um, and record our regular episode that will then be published either immediately after that or early Monday or early Tuesday morning for your commute. So you'll still get that, that normal show we're doing. We just got to push it off a little bit later in the day. That's it. So you got any questions, uh, uh, just hit us up. You know, the uh, hit us up in the mailbag if you have any questions for the for the next show. Hit us on Twitter. Um, at Scott Reinen, at Andrew underscore Rotondi, and then at Yankees Podcast, or if you want to talk to us on Bronx Pinstripes, is at Bronx Pinstripes. Happy New Year, guys. I hope everybody is ready for a massive 2018. This is probably the one year that I'm most excited for in a long time. I'm very excited for 2018 for everything. Personal, Yankees, uh the businesses that I got going on, like it's a, it's going to be a good year. I'm pumped up. I hope everybody else is. I hope everybody's gearing up for, for some, doing some big things in 2018. I know the show is going to take off even further. We're going to be doing more things uh, with Bronx pinstripes and the BP crew. I, I'm very pumped up for that. So keep an eye out, man. Let's go big time for, for 2018. Here's your interviews with uh, first one is going to be Justice Sheffield. Second is Chance Adams. Happy new year guys. Enjoy.
Okay, we now welcome on Justice Sheffield, pitcher for the Yankees. Justice, uh, thanks for joining the podcast. I hear you are on the bus right now. Uh, you guys are traveling somewhere? Yeah, yeah, we're traveling to Erie right now. We've got about five hours left, so in for the long haul. That's different, yeah, you- taking the bus. That's a five-hour trip. That's a long trip. Uh, what are you guys doing to, yeah. uh, to keep busy for five hours? Uh, usually just chilling, hanging out. Uh, I know a lot of guys just, you know, trying to sleep through it and whatnot or, you know, just listen to some music, so. Nice. You uh, you looking forward to those plane rides so you don't have to sit your ass on a bus? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely looking forward to it, man. I'm, I've been on a bus for, what, three, three years now? So, uh, you know, I think I'm already up to the point where I don't have to share with anyone. So, uh, you know, got that one out of the way. Now we just got to move on to getting up in the air. Oh, yeah, you're at the status where you get your own row of seats, right? You get to lay <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. What, do you have to do, what do you have to do to get to that status? Uh, well, when I first, my first full year, I had to buy my seat. You know, I was, I was uh, bunked up with Bobby Bradley, and, you know, he, he, he ain't no small dude. So <laughs> uh, I definitely was, was uh, trying to buy my seat and uh, had to, ended up getting that. But then, um, you know, now on long trips, I guess in AA, um, we take two buses, so you know enough seats for everyone. The buses, how's what's the bus situation compared from uh, the Cleveland organization to the Yankees organization? Are we are we stepping up in buses at least? Oh yeah, I mean we got outlets. That's that's the number one key. Ooh, as long perfect. as we got outlets, I'm happy. Outlets at my own row, I'm good. How about Wi-Fi? Is there a Wi-Fi connection on that thing? There's Wi-Fi, but you know it goes in and out all the time. So yeah, you know I usually I usually don't get on Wi-Fi, which uh in the long run kills me because I always get text messages from my moms uh, complaining about the data usage and stuff, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell her you can pay her back once you make it to the big leagues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she she understands. I tell her it's a grind on the on the bus, man. I can, cannot be using my phone, especially on these long trips. Yeah. You, you download any movies or any TV shows or anything like that? No, I'm not a big, like, movie watcher on the bus i usually i listen to some music i'll sleep a little bit but most of the time i'll just facetime i like to facetime a lot with uh you know a lot of other people and or just chill with the teammates try and pass time that way what's on the what's on the playlist uh well kodak just came out with a new album so you know i've been on kodak um drake you know he just dropped uh, his his new album not too long ago. I, I listen to a lot of hip hop, but I mean it varies depending on my mood. You know, sometimes if I'm in the in the in the in the um, way room or anything, I'll listen to hip hop and stuff like that. And then I got little R and B joints. So I mean it varies. So we know about when when batters have their walk up music going up to the plate. Do you guys pick the music when you're warming up in between innings or or when you're uh, first coming out for the first inning does that ever happen or you guys just completely get left out of i have yeah? we have we have before but i think trenton uses the the the, the thunder song i think it's by ac which is warming up but you know this year i'm i asked them if they could you know play a little bit of our music so uh maybe we can get that in there but i don't know we'll, we'll see yeah acdc isn't exactly hip-hop it's kind of hard to get in it's for myself to get into the get into the zone <laughs> listen to acdc but you know i guess it's uh you know i'll, I'll try and uh, talk to them and see what they have to say see if they can't change it a little bit 
So uh, you're starting the season in double A, but the weather in the Northeast kind of put a delay on your season. Is that right? Yeah. Um, well, we're heading up to Erie right now, so we'll see. They said it's supposed to snow, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really looking forward to that. I, I, I'm a person who likes to be in the heat. I don't like the cold too much, but you know, I guess it makes it better. Hitters don't want to be out there uh, as much as we do. So, I mean, um, I guess we pitchers have the advantage in the cold. You're not scheduled to pitch in the snow, are you? Actually, my my game is scheduled on Friday, and they said <laughs> it is supposed to snow on Friday. So I don't know what what that's about, but I'm going to have to work through it, I guess. Have you heard about Major League Baseball trying to uh, – I think they hired Rawlings or, or somebody, one of the ball manufacturers – to uh, to make a tackier ball, have you heard about this? Really, yeah. I, I haven't heard of it. They're trying so, about that. I guess what they're trying to do is they're trying to get rid of the illegal substances in the game because usually, you know, when it's a cold weather, then you know pine tar or whatever just to get a better grip on the ball. That's mm-hmm. been used in the past, but I guess what they're trying to do is use a tackier ball so that it's not an issue. Because I mean, even in cold weather, the pitchers. I mean, it's it's hard. I I, I can imagine to. Um, you know, to get that ball coming off your fingertips like it would if it was a nice hot day. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, I mean, like you said, when it's cold or, you know, rainy or something like that outside, then, I mean, it, it, it gets kind of tough, you know, trying to break off a slider or something like that. So, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. But that's the first time I've heard of it. Yeah, the good news is it gets pretty humid in the Bronx in July and August, so uh, that w- hopefully won't be an issue f- for you uh, pretty soon. Um, yeah. This this spring was your first big league spring training. How was that? Uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, you know, going in there and chilling with all the all the dudes and meeting everyone, and you know, I liked it just because I could learn. Um, you know, from CC, um, you know, Big Mike. Uh, Tanaka watching all those guys pitch and you know seeing how they go about their day and you know kind of look at their routines and you know put their game and still a little bit of their game in, in, into me what I can use so I mean that was the best part I, I enjoyed and you know getting familiar with everyone and uh, so you know hopefully in the future when I get up there then I'm not just going to be you know uh, a new face to those guys. Yeah, did you kind of feel like the new kid in school because you were traded last season, so this was the first spring training that you've had with the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, spring training, I walked in and only knew the guys that I played with in high A and double A, and that was it. So, I mean, getting to go through spring training was big. Meeting the uh, rest of the front office and, uh, you know, meeting the rest of my teammates and all the other guys in the organization, that was huge. And then, like I said, this being my first uh, big league spring training, that was that was also big, um, getting up there and uh, meeting those guys. So, do you guys do you guys kind of stick together? I mean, there were what four of you traded: uh, Frazier, Heller, and Fireisen. Was that was that mm-hmm. the, was that the immediate click? Like you guys stuck together as much as you could, and then started venturing out. Uh, well, I mean, they, you know, Heller was he went to the league, and then Frazier went to AAA, and then uh, JP was mm-hmm. in Double A. So, you know, we were all spread out. So. Um, but it was weird because when I did come over, I was chilling with uh, Rashad Crawford and Glaber a lot. So, I mean, the other two dudes that got traded with the uh, with the Cubs. So, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say we, we chilled because we were in the same boat a little bit. But, you know, after about a week, we just kind of all gelled in with the rest of the team. Uh, speaking of Glaber, I want to ask you about him uh, because he is uh, 
the Yankees overall, their farm system has been getting a lot of notoriety lately, but he has been sort of the most talked about prospect. What do you see out of him um, as a player? I mean, he's anything that you hear that's that's Glaber, you know. He's he's as good as advertised. I mean, he's probably the best shortstop that's ever played behind me. Um, and for him to only be 20, I mean, you can tell he's very mature, um, you know, on and off the field. And just overall, good dude. Um, you know, I love being around him. He's, he's, me and him, we've, we've gotten pretty close since uh, we've came over. We knew each other in the past two years, just playing against each other. So, uh, you know, coming over, that was that was good to talk about, you know, me striking him out and then him hitting home run <laughs> off me, but <laughs> nah, but it's it's been good. He's he's you know he's a great player. So you say he's only twenty, but what are you twenty one? <laughs> nah, I'm twenty two. I'm twenty also, but oh, I'll you're twenty also. In, so yeah. what the hell are you talking I'll about? I'll be twenty one. I'll be twenty one in May, but you know he just he'll be twenty this whole year. So I mean that's pretty much like I was last year. So are you so, are you also ready to get married? Because uh, we just we just saw that that he got married. Did you guys at least get to throw him a bachelor party? Nah, see, I guess it was it wasn't like his wedding. I guess he was like an engagement uh, ordeal type thing. Oh, um, oh breaking I think news! They're gonna get married for sure in uh, like December or something like that is what he told me. I don't know for sure if that's it, but yeah, um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to going out to Venezuela and. <laughs> you know, kicking it, kicking it with the with the groom. Definitely. You uh, you mentioned CC earlier. Uh, we had Ben Heller on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and he kind of said that CC was sort of like the dad in the clubhouse. Did you get that sense in spring? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess so. Him being kind of like the older, older vet. Um, you know, he's been around the game so long. I mean, he, he's 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 been through it all. So. Um, I know for me, um, I got pretty close with him, you know, on and off the field, just learning from him and, you know, chilling with him off the field. And so that was good, um, you know, especially we kind of have the same background, both being left-handed, uh, both coming over from Cleveland. So that was that was automatic, um, you know, connection right there off the point. And then, uh, you know, as far as on the field, he was open to any questions, you know, I have for him. But, you know, CC's cool. I like CC a lot. I'm glad I got to uh, spend time with him this spring. He's got a couple pounds on you, though. Yeah, yeah, he does. Got a few pounds on me. Yeah, he, <laughs> uh, he him. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and even though like you're totally different body types, you can still sort of talk about pitching and how you attack pitchers. I assume uh, attack batters. I assume. Oh, for sure, for sure. And you know, CC, he's he's pretty athletic. Even you know, being that he's you know a bigger bigger type uh, body. I mean, he's he's still pretty athletic, but. Yeah, it's just more more of so hack, attacking hitters and um, things like that. So, um, so, so you, I think I've been following on um, uh, you on Twitter, and it seems like you and James Caprellian are also been pretty tight. Oh yeah, Cap's cool. That's my boy. You guys seem to be um, maybe for you know the two highest uh, prospect pitchers. In the organization, and I'm I'm assuming you're sick of being called a prospect at this point. But do, do the two of you sort of have a, a healthy competition going on who can maybe make it to the major leagues first? Um, I don't think it's about making it to the to the league first. I think it's more so just competition day by day. Uh, and you know we've talked about that. Um, you know us being so close. Um, you know as as friends. 
um, you know, obviously we're going to pull for each other. But then again, it also comes to that point where uh, I'm not going to root against him. But when he's out there and if he shoves, I'm going to want to do that times two, you know, uh, which is which is going to do nothing but make us better. And I feel like make the make the team better in the future if uh, we have that type of mindset of, you know, everybody wants to be that that number one guy. Everybody wants to be the man, wants to wants to, you know, have the ball in their hand. So, um, you know, I, I feel like that's the mindset that I, that I look at it. And I know he looks at it like that, too. And, uh, you know, I think it makes it better us being friends and uh, tight because we kind of have that same understanding. So, so you have a good relationship with Caprillion. But when you look around, I mean, it's, it's extremely obvious. I mean, everybody's been talking about it. Heck, you even have, I know, a, a Rebuild the Empire t-shirt because I sent it to you. Do you, uh, mm-hmm. do you guys look around and, and actually, does this start to go into your conversations about, like, you know, we could, we could make this next step. We're, we're, the, we're the future of the Yankees. We could do this together. Is this part of the conversation when you guys are playing and when you're on the bus or whatever? Uh, I feel like at first it was, yeah. but now it's just to the point where we just we got to go out and play now now we got to show it um you know it was it was well advertised um you know and still being well advertised you know through social media and things like that so uh but now it's game time you know season starts and now we got to go out and show show the people why why they you know why they think that we are going to rebuild the empire with this young group that we got and uh you know that's that's the way we look at it we just gotta go out there and do it we got to do on the field so I want to ask you about when you found out that you were traded from Cleveland to the Yankees last summer. Um, were you surprised or were you kind of keeping an eye on the trade deadline knowing that your name could be thrown into some deals? Uh, you know, I was surprised that it was to the Yankees. Um, <laughs> just because, um, you know, I was I was kind of keeping up a little bit watching ESPN and on Twitter. You know, my phone was blowing up with, you know, all these rumors and whatnot. And um, I actually thought I was going to be in the, the Brewers trade uh, with uh, Johnson Lucroy. All right. Ended yeah. Ended up not being in that. Yeah. Ended up not being in that deal. So I was like, all right, we good. Like, I'm going to go to sleep. I got a pitch tomorrow. Like, I ain't even going to worry about it. And then I woke up to a phone call uh, saying I got traded. So, I mean, that was a, that was a surprise uh, of who I was getting traded to. Um, I kind of knew that it was a possibility. But then, uh, you know, there's no feeling than, than when you actually get the call and it actually happens. You know, just yeah. because I mean, I had to, I had to, you know, tell my, tell my all my boys for three years over at the Indians organization, you know, that that I wasn't gonna see them for, for a while. So I mean, that that, that kind of sucked at first, but then again, getting traded over to the Yankees, that was, you know, I think that's the best thing that's happened to me so far in my career. Well, I know. I think I read somewhere that you were a Red Sox fan growing up. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, I was actually a, a Red Sox fan. I remember watching them in the World Series, so it was just kind of, kind of, um, you know, we just kind of loved watching them play. But uh, it's kind of funny uh, <laughs> coming over to the Yankees because I really didn't, I didn't really like the Yankees uh, too much <laughs> growing up, which is funny. But you know, I, uh, you know, I'm all for them now. I mean, I kind of have to be. <laughs> well, how, well, how the hell did that happen? You're, you're from Tennessee. How, how do you become a Red Sox fan? Yeah, like I said, just. Um, Watching them in the World Series, you know, when they had uh, Johnny Damon, Big Poppy, you know, all those guys, and um, I remember just sitting up late at night watching them with my with my with my pops and my brother, and uh, you know, after that, I just just loved watching them play. Um, I've been to a few Braves games just because that was the closest place to go, but 
you know, there was no other feeling than uh, watching the Red Sox play. And uh, when I thought of baseball, that's that's what team I actually thought about, you know, uh, the Red Sox. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things. And also, I have a, I got a, I got a um, cousin. Well, it's actually my, I call him my uncle, but my cousin, he got drafted, Tony Sheffield, in I think '99 by the Red Sox. Made it, never made it to the big leagues, but um, you got some ties there, though. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about your family. You guys would watch uh, the games together. I know your brother is also a pitcher in the Dodgers organization. Were you guys just growing up? Just a big baseball family. Was that was baseball life for you guys year round? Uh, actually, we also, me and my brother, also played basketball and football um, growing up. I never really fully liked baseball until uh, probably like ninth grade, eight, uh, ninth, tenth grade. To be honest, I always like I would always go out and you know play play basketball, shoot hoops outside in my um, in my front yard and stuff like that. So I was always big on basketball, and then I knew basketball ran into baseball season, so I had to give that up. And then, um, you know, I love football uh, more than I love baseball also. But I'm, you know, obviously not, not that big of a guy, so I had to Well, just the, one day, one day did you figure out, like, oh, I could throw 93 miles an hour. Maybe I should try and become <laughs> a professional baseball. Yeah, I think, it, I think it was when I was starting to kind of get college letters um, – then I was like, all right, maybe I should just take the smart route here. You know, I, I might be actually pretty good at this thing. So, <laughs> yeah, less injuries down the road too. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so you and your brother were both pitchers. Uh, he's a right-handed pitcher. You're lefty. So mm-hmm. you've got actually an advantage there. You ever you ever uh, talk about that with him? Or is he jealous that you're a lefty? Uh. You know, if you probably told him that, he'd probably laugh and, and say whatever he's better or whatnot. Because you know, we had that. Com- we were only eleven months apart, so we've been competitive since since we was young. So, uh, you know, if, if anybody says I'm better than him than anything, he's definitely gonna deny it. <laughs> but uh, nah, we, it's been good just because um, I think that's where we get our competitive edge, um, growing up so close to each other and you know wanting to be better than than the other one. So who's the family back in Tennessee rooting for if it's Dodgers versus Yankees and both Sheffield boys on the mound? You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be half and half. You know, my pops and moms might be wearing a Yankee hat with a Dodgers shirt. So uh, you know, there's there's definitely no favorites there. I know that for a fact. So your brother went to Vanderbilt, and uh, from what I read, you committed there also. Was there was there a big party that wanted to go to college, or how did you weigh the decision uh, not to not to go and go straight into the pros? Uh, it was a huge part because, like I said, I Jordan he got hurt his senior year, so we we didn't really get to play with each other uh, his last year. So uh, you know, there was definitely a lot of talk about us going to school together and um, going to college together. He was actually. I feel like I actually drove him to go to Vandy. Uh, he was committed to go to Tennessee. He wanted to go to Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. I wanted to go to Vandy ever since I was a freshman. So, uh, you know, he decommitted and went there. And, uh, you know, that was the plan for us to go to school there. And, you know, um, but I just had to go on my go on my gut, go on my heart. And, um, you know, it was definitely a tough decision. But, um, you know, I felt like I made the, the right one in the long run. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to turn down being drafted in the first round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was the, what was draft night like? 
Wow, nerve-wracking. I can tell you that. I, I couldn't stop moving. Um, that whole day, I, was, I had to be doing something. I had to be doing something, but... Nah, it was good, and you know, we went. We didn't have like a big party until like the next night after we knew for sure where I was going. But uh, you know, I had had all my close friends and family with me, so uh, you know that was a special day. Um, you know, having them with me and being a part of that with me. You know, so how'd you find? Go ahead, Scott. There, I'm just saying more people should take that route. There are so many times when, when they get, you know, the TV cameras are there, the dudes are like waiting to get drafted and then nothing happens or they drop. And then, and then that footage lives on forever. The way you did it, that's, you got a sure thing party. You got a, a, a big, a big celebration. That was uh, smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go into it with my host, you know, too high. Um, and I had I had a good fallback plan, you know, going going to school, going to Vandy, going there with my brother, you know, best school, best baseball school in the nation. So I was, you know, I was cool, um, just because I knew I had that to fall back on. But yeah, I didn't want to get my hopes too high. But I felt like we did it did it the right way. And, and you know, a couple of years later, my brother did it the same way. So you know, that's pretty pretty cool how that worked out. So there was a rumor going around, and I'm not even sure how this started, but that you were related to Gary Sheffield. And is it was that just a product of people being stupid and they saw that you're both named Sheffield and that you play baseball as well? Yeah. Um, well, that started like when I was younger. Um, I mean, it might it started when I was like real young, but then it really, really, really started like got in the newspapers when I was a freshman, and me and my brother came up to bat. He led off, and I came after him. Um, you know, we were super late. We we didn't even know we was going to be on the on the lineup. So we get there, didn't even get the stretch, none of that throw, none of that. Coach puts us back in the lineup. He gets up. He hits a home run. I get up behind him. I hit a home run. And then <laughs> after the game, after the game, uh, <laughs> or the next day in the newspaper, it was it was on the front page. <laughs> of some I forgot who we were playing but it was their home newspaper and you know it said that you know we went back to back and Gary Sheffield was in the in attendance and and that he was our uncle and I was just like I do not know where they got this from but after that it kind of blew up you know I got baseball cards with with you know he is the nephew of Gary Sheffield and it's like man this is this this crazy did you start doing the bat wiggle when you were at, at the plate? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, because then that'd make it even worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so uh, you and your brother were you guys? I mean, other teams must have just hated you because you must have just dominated. It was pretty. It was pretty good. It was a good yeah. little duo. We <laughs> well, because I, I I got some stats on you. I see some stats. <laughs> you got two no hitters and you struck out seventeen in a game, and that's seventeen with only twenty one outs because I'm assuming it was a seven inning game. Yeah. Yeah, what happened? You couldn't strike out the other four. Uh, I guess I, you know, can't 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 get them all. Can't get them all. <laughs> nah, we it was fun. High school was definitely fun. Uh, we had a good team too. We were at one point ranked in the nation. Uh, my junior year, so you know, we had a good team coming from a small little school, public school from my little town. I mean, you know, that was that was big, and we're kind of known for our baseball. So. Um, you know the t- the times that that me and my brother's uh, group was going through, we we were pretty good. So you know that was that was fun. So last year you visited uh, Yankee Stadium or New York for the first time, and you went to a Yankee game. Did you kind of have the, uh, the the visions of of walking out to that mound and 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 throwing a game 
uh, at at the mound at the stadium? Was that was that something that was flying through your head? Uh, man, it was at first until I went up in my seat and, and my and my nose started bleeding. That's how high we was, was up <laughs> in the stands. So I mean, you should have seen really the old stadium. <laughs> man, I could have I could have literally changed the light bulbs in the stadium if they needed me to. But like, like, Yankees couldn't hook you up like with better those, seats. It was no, nah, it was like one of those last minute things on our off day that me and uh, another teammate Matt Marsh, we just decided to go, you know, take a train up there. We, I'd never been in the city and or, or been to New York other than Syracuse, New York. Um, so, you know, it was just one of the last minute things. It was still cool. To go watch the game, we actually ended up somehow get, managing to get in like the the box or whatever behind the 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 captain's club or something like that behind the home plate. So I don't know how we ended up doing that, but it was good though. But um, you know, definitely a lot of fun, uh, you know, good experience. You, you saw the you saw the two different worlds of Yankee fans, then you saw the four hundreds, and then you saw the uh, the legend seats. So you you got both sides of it. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Now I can. Uh, you know, make sure I let my parents know what, what, what kind of tickets to get. <laughs> yeah, don't put them in the 400s. <laughs> Most people listening yeah. to this podcast are up in the 400s and out in the bleachers. So it's nice to connect with those people. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, but you, you can see everything. That's a good thing. You ain't gonna miss, you ain't gonna miss nothing. <laughs> Uh, so you, you kind of mentioned earlier that you were uh, watching the Red Sox in that 04 World Series. Who were some of the other pitchers maybe that you were watching in the mid 2000s that you wanted to model your game after uh the biggest one for me was uh when i was growing up was was price i was a huge price fan um you know i watched him ever since he was in, at vandy um and oh, pretty that, much all the way so up that may be why you wanted to go to vandy <laughs> no that's not the reason that's that's not the reason um you know uh but for sure, he was he was one of those guys that I like to watch, and uh, anytime he was pitching, and I had time to watch. I was definitely watching him. Um, but other than that, I just kind of had my own own style growing up. Like I said, I wasn't really a a huge like into baseball. I was more into basketball and football. So you know, I just I went I had fun playing baseball. That was the thing. Yeah, um, I wasn't I wasn't really thinking about the future or going to going to I didn't even think I was going to go to college or D1. I remember being a freshman in high school saying uh, my brother was getting looked at by college. And I was I was kind of jealous. I'm like, man, I, man, I hope I get that opportunity. So it was just like one of those things that I did for fun with my friends. And then, um, <laughs> you know, and then I actually started liking it and seeing that it could take me a, take me a long way. So, uh, you know, I stuck with it. And my dad, he. He's a pretty smart man, so he uh, kind of made that decision for me. Not really made it for me, but talked me in the right direction. Yeah, you'll thank him later. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, all right, so football, are you a Titans fan? Yeah, unfortunately. Actually, yeah, <laughs> last year we had a good year. Last year we had a good year. We coming up. Yeah. You know, we finally got us a quarterback. We got a, you know, got a good uh, backfield, and, um, you know, we're, we're, coming, we're coming along. But it's been a struggle for the past decade or so. Once you escaped Jess Fisher, then you kind of were going in the right direction. Yeah, see, they was just holding on to him, you know. He 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 at one point was was the he was the man in Nashville, you know. Um, yeah, when you were two we were years good. old. Yeah, yeah, when we were good, but uh, you know they hung on to him as long as he as long as they could. But um, you know, I feel like we're going in the right direction now. So uh, hopefully, I can get back in 
watch a few games, it, it gets a lot. It gets a little tough um, going to the games sometimes. But uh, you know, just so busy, and, you know, kind of taking time off, vacation, and stuff like that. So it, it could be a lot worse being a Titans fan. I mean, you could you could be a Jets fan, and uh, and then yeah, have to, that, that have, is true. Have to deal with that every single year for your entire life. That's that, that is true. I, I feel for for my uh, my New York people on the podcast right now. I feel for y'all. <laughs> Well, remember, remember, uh, most Yankee fans are also Giants fans, not not Jets fans, unlike yeah, Scott. That's true. Oh, that's true. Someone that true. someone put me in the wrong box when I was a kid. I don't know. I don't know who did it or why they did it, but someone wanted me to suffer for my entire life. Um. So I want. So you're uh, you're a starting pitcher, but uh, I've also been reading some things that. Um, maybe you could move to the bullpen. That was actually one of the fan questions that we've had. Um, has that ever gone through your mind or you, um, in down the road that maybe the bullpen could be an option or are you just focused on the rotation at this point? Uh, you know what, right now I'm just focused on what I, what I can control. Um, you know, if it comes down to it and it's whatever, you know, if they need me to do, you know, backflips for them up in the, in the big leagues, I'll do it. You know, um, you know, if that's going to help, help them win, um, you know, if they want me to fetch water, I'll, I'll fetch water for them. <laughs> but, but, no, they got the bat point. I mean, it's yeah, it's whatever, man. Honestly, um, you know, once I once I get up there, or, um, it's whatever they need me to do. But as of right now, they got me in a rotation, so I'm gonna focus on that and continue to get better. You know, do I want to stay in a rotation? Of course. Um, Hell yeah. You know, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? You know. But uh, you know, I can I can control only only a certain amount of things. So yeah. Uh, I just got to go out there and focus on getting outs, and then um, whatever's best, whatever they think is best for the team, then uh, you know I'm, I'm I'll, I'll uh, you know face that when it comes. So there's um there's a lot. So over the last couple of years, baseball, I feel like one one big thing is that some people get upset when guys like Bautista or Harper show emotion. Uh, if somebody hits a home run off you and then bat flips, are you pissed? or Are you just gonna go after him the next time and try and strike him out? Ah, uh, you know, I've been always the type of guy to get be competitive, and uh, so I'm definitely gonna gonna try and get him, uh, strike him out the next next time I face him. But you know, I've never really I've never really been through that situation, and I'm one of those type of pitchers who, you know, I get very emotional um, when I'm out there on the mound. I'm you know super competitive. You know, uh, I hate losing. I hate giving up hits. Hate walking guys. You know, I, I want to go out there and, you know, get my strikeouts, get outs, and, you know, get through the game. But, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't been through that situation yet. So I don't really know how I will react, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, definitely I know if I face that next hitter, if, that, if I face that hitter again, <laughs> then, you know, he's definitely not going to get a hit off me. He's and not going to have a then come- we, then, then we might have some problems. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to have a comfortable at-bat next time. No, no, uh-uh. Well, if you get a big strikeout in a big situation, are you gonna? Uh, you just said you're emotional. So if you're if you're throwing exactly. fist fist, uh, fist pumps out there, then they have every right to to get emotional as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But they ain't got the ball in their hands, you know. <laughs> everything, <laughs> you know, I control everything out there on the mound. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like I can get get as hype as I want. But you know, it works both ways, I guess. You've seen it in the WBC. Yep. Guys flipping bats, guys fist pumping. I like that though. I like that type of baseball. It makes it entertaining. It makes yeah, it fun to watch. Um, I don't really understand why people get 
like fans and stuff get mad about guys flipping the bats and stuff. I mean, I, I feel like it's part of the game, but. Um, well, and that's the thing. I think know. a lot of people get bent out of shape for, for, for reasons that are, that are unknown. But, you know, I think a lot of the times as well, the Yankee fans are so used to just seeing guys so buttoned up. I mean, we all know about the haircut rules. We know about the, all the rules that go along with the mm-hmm. Yankees, man. But so I hope, I really do hope that you keep that, that emotion and, and just, you know, show it all the time. Because as a fan, I can tell you, especially a lot of the younger fans, I think they really, really appreciate it. And they love seeing the excitement um, in the game because you're exactly right. People are trying to take it out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know why. I, I like it. Um, you know, I like playing with a little flair, with a little swagger. So, um, I mean, I think that makes the game fun. For me personally, yeah, that's just how I like to play. Did you like? How was the WBC to you? Uh, Marcus Stroman was a guy who was give a little shimmy off the mound. I mean, that that was fun yeah. to watch. That was fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, you know, I like I like seeing that. I, I think that's cool. That's awesome. Um, it just switch. It, it makes it different. It's not, you know, going out there and your typical, you know, throw your pitch, grab the ball, get back on the mound. Throw your pitch, grab the ball, get back on the mound. You know. You know, you got to, I feel like it, it, it makes the game enjoyable when, you know, guys are out there with a little bit of flair, um, you know, and showing that their passion, showing the emotion. Um, you know, that's, I think that's why football is such a big watch sport. I mean, not only is it a lot of contact and a lot of excitement, but, you know, those guys are out there, they show emotion. When they score a touchdown, touchdown dances, that's the best. That's one of the best things I like seeing, you know, seeing what Odell Beckham is going to do when he scores a touchdown. I think that's, you know, that's dope. So just makes the game a little more enjoyable. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, and I know Scott does too. So, uh, uh, Justice, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, we killed about a half hour of your five-hour bus trip. Uh, what are you going <laughs> to do for the rest? I, I hear some guys in the background. Uh, what are you guys going to do for the rest of the time? Probably just play some cards, honestly. Yeah, get on, get on a little card game. So, gonna do that for four and a half more hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Nice. Well, well, we appreciate you joining us. Definitely good luck this season. We, uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to watching you. And I know that Trenton Thunder team and the AAA team is stacked, so you guys are gonna have a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll see you yeah, in the sure, man. soon. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Freedom is the feeling of an ocean breeze. East Coast, North Carolina, gotta proceed from the oak leaves out into the open sea. See it like oak leaves, then I let it go with ease. Now joining us on the podcast is Chance Adams, pitcher for Scranton Wilkesbury. Chance, first question I gotta ask you. I was looking through your Instagram today. I saw you were wearing a Yankees hat back in 2012. So what's the story there? Were you a Yankees fan growing up? Um, I was a Diamondbacks fan, uh, but I liked the I liked the Yankees. I it was my first travel ball team, so it's probably why I was wearing it. I don't know if it has an M in it or not. My travel ball team was the McDowell Mountain Yankees. Okay. Uh, if it doesn't, then I, I probably just had the hat. My, I probably just. I mean, I like watching them. They were the best growing up. So. Yeah, I so saw you. Uh, you grew up, grew up in Arizona, so that 2001 World Series. It's got to be tough being a Diamondbacks, but also a Yankee supporter back then. Yeah, and I actually was able to go to uh, game two and I uh, watched Randy pitch, um, which was awesome. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely a cool experience. Was he, so watching the Diamondbacks, was Randy Johnson one of your guys just growing up? I mean, did you watch? We've talked to a bunch of, a bunch of the guys. When we, talk, when we asked them about watching baseball as kids or growing up, 
a lot of them were like, no, nah, I didn't really watch it. I just played it mostly. Were you are you one of those guys who was playing it and you got just sick of it and didn't want to watch it, or were you just immersed and would watch it as well? No, I didn't watch the lick. I just uh, my dad and my mom would take me to a game or here and there, and um, and then I that's probably the only baseball I watched as a kid was that World Series. I mean, and then if I was eating and there was a game on at a restaurant, <laughs> I was at. But other than that, no, I didn't. I didn't really watch it. I didn't really have any idols growing up or anything like that. I mean, I liked Willie Mays when I was younger when I played in the field just because of the athleticism and stuff. But, like, I was a pitcher when I was younger, so I didn't really, like, have any favorite pitchers or anything. Yeah, you're probably running around your backyard trying to make those fake over-the-shoulder over the catches like yep. Willie Mays. Yeah, <laughs> I think yep. we all did that. <laughs> so, uh, all right, if you didn't watch any baseball, did you watch football? What other sports were you watching? I didn't really watch. I was kind of out. I was outdoor. I was an outdoor kid a lot of whether I was at my mom's house or my dad's. I was just outside, just doing something, throwing the ball against the wall, or uh, uh, I don't know, just shooting stuff. I don't know. I just I just like to be outside, riding my longboard. I did a lot of stuff when I was younger. Just jumped around, different hobbies. Nice. That's that was pretty much what I did when I was a kid. If I was at if I was at my mom's house, I would do one thing. If I was at my dad's, I would go and we'd be in the woods. Whether it was in the winter, we'd make it a loose track, doing something outdoors constantly. So I feel you on that. That's I, was, right. I was an outdoor kid myself. Um, right on, man. So you grew up in Arizona. We're just trying to get to know you a little bit so the, uh, the audience can, can uh, know who Chance Adams is. I think everybody is expecting uh, all the baseball questions. They want to know exactly you know what's happening because I think a lot of people are, are gearing up for you to come into – uh, the Bronx at some point this season, um, but growing up, and uh, you went to college in Dallas as well, right? You're, so you went to that was a pretty drastic difference yeah, that was going my to college. Last year. Okay, yeah, that was my that was my last. I went to JUCO at Yavapai Community College. Okay, um, for two years, and then I went to I went to Dallas Baptist for my junior year, um, and yeah, that's where I got drafted from. So, but yeah, no, it was, it was definitely different going from Arizona to Dallas. And, but I mean, the change was great. I mean, that was an amazing school. I'll always be grateful for that school. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, when you were in college, you were a relief pitcher. And then I saw the Yankees converted you to a starting pitcher in your first full season. So what was that transition like? Talk about the adjustments you had to go through that season. And were you surprised when they told you that? No, but what happened was that Yavapai came in. I was like a relief slash closer in my first year. And then uh, my second year, I actually started. Um, it was like every Friday game. And it was like our seven-inning one. Um, so I would always throw that. Um and then after that, I went to Dallas Baptist, and that's where I was a reliever. And then I got drafted as a reliever, and they basically told me that they're going to use me as a starter, get me geared up for a starter. So that's why if you go back and look at my first little half season, whatever you call that, um, I pitched every fifth day. So like a starting rotation, but it was only three innings max just because they were trying to get me acclimated. So I kind of knew already right when i got drafted yeah no that's interesting i don't think many guys get get uh transitioned that early as far as you know recognizing where they want you long term within the organization so that's that's a pretty early uh 
that's a pretty early set. They obviously saw that you had, you know, the the abilities to uh, to be an effective starter. So, what does that do for your confidence when you're when well, you're making just, that transition? They just saw that I had four pitches, and they're like, yeah. you know, well, just try him. And worst thing that happens is he sucks at it, and we just throw him to relievers. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a fallback for a lot of. Uh, failed starters and i mean obviously some guys have tremendous success it doing works, that so yeah mariano yeah, rivera was okay. the guy has the guy has good you know four pitches and i mean why not try him if he gets hurt or can't handle it i mean he only lose, lose maybe like a year or two and then you just throw him in the bullpen and he goes back to dominating so so speaking of your your four pitch mix, you had an awesome start today against Columbus. Six innings, twelve strikeouts. At what point in the game, or does it come in warm ups where you know you've got it and you're going to mow people down? It's usually after the first inning. I mean, you'll know. And you know, I don't know. I just I usually go out with a certain confidence every time and try and do my best. And um, you know, the strikeouts sometimes come and they don't. It's better than they do, though. It's you know, it's nicer. Uh, but uh, no, today stuff felt good. The pen, my stuff was 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 good. Um, it was all right. And then I got in that first inning, and I just kind of felt real locked in, and I just was clicking with Wilkin, and I don't know, I just just felt good today, I guess. You said you were clicking it was with. Hot, so I was like, finally, freaking hot. And I, I, yeah, I mean, summer's coming. Zone, so I love, I love pitching when it's hot. I mean, I like sweating because it just, I just feel my arm heating up, and it's just, it's just nicer. I mean, I, I'm not a cold weather guy. I mean, I can do it if I'm just relaxing though, like with a fire around. But I mean, if it's baseball, no, I want it to be hot or you know, beautiful, one of the two, but not cold. I gotta so, ask you. You, you no, mentioned you were. Sorry, you mentioned you were clicking with Wilkin Castillo, the the catcher for you guys. How much does the catcher play into your your approach on the mound, your game plan, day in and day out, going about things? I mean, I'm, I've been good with most of my catchers. I mean, I, I I threw to Eddie, and I threw to I mean, I've thrown to Kyle a lot. I'm real comfortable with Kyle um, and Eddie too. I've thrown to him quite a few times now. I mean, we we do we do great together too. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I usually click with my catchers. I just kind of tell them beforehand what I like to do with two strikes and, uh, whatnot, and depending on the batter and they know them better than I do usually. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely an important role. I mean, if I'm out there just in a good rhythm and all of a sudden I just start shaking, shaking, step off, doing that every two pitches. I mean, we're not in a good rhythm. So, um, whenever me and the catcher are in a good rhythm, it's always, it's always going to be a good day. If you read the scouting reports, more often than not, that's cool. If you're reading the scouting reports, they're I think the biggest one of the uh, one of the glaring uh, pros of your game is your your slider. Everybody says that your slider is uh, is is professional ready. It's ready to go. Are you most confident in that slider, or you know, throwing the scouting reports out of the out the window? What do you feel the most confident in on a, on a daily basis, or does it does it change throughout your outings? It depends on the hitter. Yeah, depends on righty or lefty, but uh, yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine with any of my pitches. Honestly, change up, I have a little bit of little bit of resilience to throw, but or res- res- resistance to throw. I meant, but um, you know, it's, I'm getting there with that. That's the one pitch I really am just trying to focus on, and so I've thrown it so much in my last few starts. But uh, except today, I only threw it like four times. But uh, 
Yeah, no, I I feel confident in most of them. Is the changeup a newer pitch? No, I just usually don't really throw it. I just didn't usually throw it. I would just fastball slider and make kind of curve here and there and kind of just worked for me. And, um, but in the big league level and even at this level, AAA, you get to those hitters where you really need a changeup, whether it's a quick out or whether it's, um, you know, looks just like fastball and then you just get that little ground out you need. So, I mean, just depends. You moved up from double A Trenton to triple A this season, maybe aside from like better quality buses or better quality food. What's the biggest difference between those two leagues? Are you talking playing wise? Are you talking like amenity, like uh, whatever, whatever you want. What's the first thing you notice when you, when you walked, uh, when you first made it to triple A? The first thing I noticed was the buses. Cause that was like one of the first <laughs> things I got in. I was like, Oh, these are nicer. <laughs> um, and then other than that, I mean, there's a different energy, in my opinion, uh, when you're up here, when you come from double-A to trips. Maybe it's just because, you know, they're one step away rather than like, oh, I have another level to go. I don't, I don't know. It's just a different energy up here. Guys are kind of more locked in and kind of, I don't know. They just got to, I, I shouldn't say more locked in. They just, I don't know. It's just a different energy. You just got to be in that energy. I don't know how to explain it. What's the atmosphere like in the when you're when you're in AAA and in in Trenton as well? What's the atmosphere like in there? Obviously, uh, there there have been championships won at both levels. So there's a lot of really touted, highly touted prospects that are uh, expecting to make a you know a difference in the in the majors at some point soon. What's the uh, what's the atmosphere like with all these guys there? Uh it's great. I mean, we all have a lot of fun, but we also work really hard, and um, so I mean, it's just hard work and you know having fun too i mean the game's not you know fun without fun so we uh <laughs> just kind of uh joke around at times but then when game time hits we're serious and do our job and also have a little bit of fun while you play or there's another point to do it so um you know just kind of like that i'd say it's a good mix both yeah like you like you said you got to have fun did you uh do anything to have fun after today's game after you had that nice outing no, I, I, I mean, kind of. I mean, it's just we went and saw a movie because we just had the uh, we had, we actually got off at a decent hour today, so uh, had time to do something for once. So we just kind of went out and saw a movie, and then we went out to eat, and then uh, I just got back home, about to just hang out with the guys after this or my roommates, just the guys that I live with. What'd you see? Uh, we saw Baywatch. Yeah, I've heard it's not very good. What do you think? I really liked it. I thought, I mean, of course, you're going to have all like your critics who want it. Like, I mean, what do they expect? It's supposed yeah. to be kind of like a, a funny, you know, comedy type movie. And that's exactly right. what it was. I mean, what are you looking like for Lord of the Rings out of it? Like, you're not going to get that. So, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean I'm going to look like for a movie like similar to like Neighbors or something. I mean, it's kind of like that. I mean, it, I just, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, neighbors I'm not with a movie rock. critic. Yeah, Neighbors with the Rock. Yeah. No, it's definitely a good movie. We're going to see Pirates of the Caribbean, but the majority vote ruled for Baywatch. So we nice. went and saw Baywatch. I like that you guys uh, go with the majority vote and then everyone sticks together. Yeah. yeah. So do you, uh, do you pay attention to what's going on in the major leagues? Are you guys you know, constantly watching the games and seeing what these guys are doing? Yeah, yeah we watch the games. Yeah, I usually watch Jordan's start just because, you know, I know him pretty, pretty well, so I just make sure he's doing good and he's been doing good. So, 
it's just fun to watch him pitch, you know. Licking, licking your chops to get up there sooner rather than later? Yeah, whenever. I mean, they'll call me up when they feel time's ready. I'm just, you know, <laughs> just going to go out and do my job. Nothing I can do about it, so. That's probably a good approach. for the guys that do. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, whatever. It's probably a good approach. Well, uh, well, Chance, we'll let you get back to enjoying your evening, your your night off, and uh, thanks a lot for joining us on the podcast. Oh, thank you, guys. You guys have a nice night. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show... We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.